I'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to Stepping Up, the podcast where we explore all things organisation, mental health, routines, personal development, motherhood and health. I'm your host, Steph Pace, and I'm the woman behind Just Another Mummy blog and also the founder of Steph Pace Planners. But I can assure you this is not just another podcast. Online, I'm known for my organisation tips and tricks and the occasional banter, but it definitely wasn't always this way. I used to be a hot mess and occasionally still am, and I'm here as your honest and real friend each week to show you how I turn my life of chaos into clarity. Between the house, health, kids, work and wanting to be the best version of yourself, it can be overwhelming and I'm here to give you the tools and tips to stop you feeling like a slave to your daily tasks, home, life and especially the expectations you have on yourself. Join me as I share my journey and insights into the art of balancing it all and speak to guests who can help us all live a better life. Whether you're looking to streamline your daily routines, boost your well-being, achieve your fitness goals, dive into personal development, or find inspiration to step up into the best version of yourself, we've got you. So are you ready to step up your game? Let's go. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Stepping Up. Today's episode is one that's actually being requested a lot, and it is a story time, but this is something that is really prevalent at the moment, and I mean that by... A lot of people are becoming more and more aware of this condition. So this is all about my ADHD story and my journey, my diagnosis, everything that is ADHD and how I've dealt with it, how I came to know I had it. And this actually starts from when I was a child. Now, I only came out with this in the last couple of years, I think, online and actually said that I had ADHD. Um, I had mentioned it probably years and years ago when I first started this blog and online thing. But for me, it was just something like I always just knew I had and I honestly didn't really look into it. Um, And the reason why, you know, so many people are asking me to do this podcast is many people themselves suspect that they have it or someone that they love or even their child. And it really is a condition that can be so debilitating. It can be the most frustrating thing on the planet. (laughs) It drives me, literally drives me insane. So I'm basically going to be really honest on here. I'm going to tell you my story, all the symptoms and signs of having ADHD. I'm also going to be focusing on ADHD, obviously, in women. I will be touching on my childhood and how that came about. And then, you know, this episode really is for anyone out there who feels like something's just not adding up and something's not quite right with them. Not saying there's anything wrong with us that has ADHD, Or it could possibly be, you know, your child, there's something that's showing up in your child and you just want to help and you just don't know what to do. There's so much information out there, which is actually fantastic and is what is actually making all these people right now come out and get tested and diagnosed. And, you know, it really does irk me when people say like it's a fad or whatever. It really is just about education and the way that girls were so misdiagnosed as children or not diagnosed at all, which is the main thing. And now we have so much science and more knowledge on ADHD and ADD and all the things that they can actually help people. So if you're someone who, you know, struggles to start tasks, you struggle to be productive, you have really bad memory, terrible time management, you can't sit down to switch off, so many different things and you just suspect like these things are actually really wrecking havoc on your life and your daily life and really affecting you, this episode is for you. And also 
If you suspect that your children have it or someone you love, it is a really interesting episode to listen to. And I think it's important that we do talk about this stuff. All right, so let's get into it. So (laughs) you guys all know me as this organized guru on Instagram. And as I've said before, my very first podcast episode, it wasn't always this way. I have always really struggled with majority of the tasks that we need to do in everyday life. You know, your real cognitive executive functioning as a human, which is things like memory, time management, even, you know, moods, things like that. So as a child, I have always had what I thought were quirks and parts of my personality that just kind of stood out. I always remember my dad being like, earth to Steph, earth to Steph, or, you know, she's off with the fairies. I always was in my own little world. I was always in my head. I got distracted very easily and this became a problem when I started kindy. Along with that, I was overly clumsy. I had quite bad memory. I would, you know, really hyper-focus on things like certain toys or hobbies or interests, like really hyper-focus and like obsess over them. And I would speak a lot, probably a lot more than usual, just so many different things. Anyways, started kindergarten and obviously these types of traits of mine, along with my anxiety that I always just had, I was always a very anxious child, always worried about the future, like constantly worrying about something bad's going to happen. That's just me being... My whole life I've been like that. Anyway, I started kindy and then the teacher and my parents were like, okay, we, we should probably get this sorted. So luckily they took me to a psychologist or whatever and they actually diagnosed me with ADD, which is attention deficit disorder and anxiety. Now they don't call it ADD, they just call it ADHD and there's like three types. So the one that I was diagnosed with as a child, which is, you know, a girl in the 90s being diagnosed even with that was a bit more rare because the way that We now know ADHD shows up in females is different to men, which makes a lot of sense. So circling back, there's three types. The inattentive, which back then was ADD, and this is where individuals struggle with focus, attention to detail, organization, to follow through with tasks, and they're easily distracted, forgetful, and they lose a lot of things. Literally sums me up in a sentence pretty much. Now there's the hyperactive impulsive type, which is back then was ADHD, before they made it into an umbrella term. This type involves patterns of hyperactivity, impulsivity. They might fidget, talk a lot, interrupt others and have difficulty waiting their turn. Now, the third type is a combined type of the above. So the inattentive and then the hyperactivity combined, which your girls actually got, which I'll get into. So now I'm a kid in kindy, got ADD, I've got anxiety, you know, all the things. The thing with that was, you know, they did teach like my parents some tactics that they could use, but it was just something like I just always knew I had and I didn't really think too much of it. They gave us some strategies, which to be completely honest, I don't remember what they were and it's something I struggled with my whole life. Fast forward to now, they now know ADHD shows up very differently in women, especially adults, and there's a lot of research and treatments you can use as well. So, you know, I went through my whole childhood being impulsive, very disorganized. I told you guys the story about the shower curtain. I had this big shelf with all my toys and my mother couldn't stand looking at it anymore. So she put the shower curtain on. I couldn't focus. I couldn't plan things. I just had a really tough time through school. But the thing is, one of the amazing things about ADHD is that we have the ability, as I said, to hyper-focus. So I would hyper-focus on things or hobbies and I would excel at them. And this was the same with school. So if I really love something, 
I did really good at it. And, you know, one of those things for me growing up was writing. I loved writing. It was my outlet. And I remember I would just write these really elaborate stories. I actually wrote a story in year six, but I went to year seven and our area, so like our whole region, there was this big Young Writers Award thing. And it was at the newspaper. It was like the Mercury back then. And I entered my story that I actually wrote in year six. And my story, it won and it beat people in like year 11 and 12. And I wrote that when I was in year six. And that was just, again, because I was able to hyper-focus. But obviously the problem with that is if something doesn't interest you, you just like, nah, you just, it's like pulling teeth to actually sit down and do the task. So, you know, I went through primary school, I went through high school. It was hard just trying to focus, as I said, and being forgetful. And then even, you know, my friends would make jokes and they like, it was all fun and games. They weren't being nasty, but, you know, me being forgetful and kind of like, they would kind of say I was ditzy. It was just because my brain was just working so differently than all of them. And then things like English, I did really well at, and then they'd be like surprised. (laughs) But I was, I was really good at things like English. And then somehow science, maths was not my forte. I struggled really hard. You know, you might be wondering, like, what causes ADHD? Well, there's like a few different things. And I've come to learn more recently after getting my own psychiatrist for ADHD is that if one of your parents has it, there's an 80% chance that you will have it as well. So there's genetics, the environment, so environmental factors such as they say lead exposure to a child and like that type of thing. And I think they said toxins and things like that. And then also problems during development. So with the central nervous system at key moments of when you're developing also plays a role. Now let's fast forward a little bit till, you know, I graduate from high school and then I decide, okay, I'm going to go to uni. Mate, that was freaking hard. And with all these things, I always had to kind of get extra time for things. Again, I had bad time management. I leave things to the very last second most of the time I would manage to do it really well and I'd get it done, but it used to kill me. It would absolutely kill me. I remember so many nights during high school, I would literally pull an all-nighter and the same was with uni. And then obviously having the anxiety, which I later learned was a byproduct of having ADHD symptoms, it just, it was a lot. And I always wondered like, why am I like this? I would get so incredibly frustrated with myself. You guys know what it's like. When you forget something or you get overwhelmed or you just can't bring yourself to start things, like imagine you having that 24-7. And this also really showed up with my sleep problems. I've always had sleep issues and it really did play out in terms of me trying to hold down a job. So I got my first job like as soon as I could. I worked multiple jobs, but I feel like the six-month mark, I would just be like, oh, I hate this. To me, if I wasn't interested, it just was shit. And I was like, what is wrong with me? Like all these other people, they go out, they do jobs for years. And I just was like always interested in something new. And it's funny because obviously I went through, I did uni, but my last year at uni, which was for journalism, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I still did it, but it was not fun. So while I was doing this, I really fell in love with makeup. So as soon as I finished uni, I went straight and did makeup school. And then I decided I like personal training and I do love all these things still. I love writing. I love makeup. I love personal training. But you can see like I would literally hyper fixate on the next thing and I'd go do that. And the one thing that used to kill me, to be honest, was when Ryan and I were in our early 20s, I was always called the jack of all trades and they'd never finish the sentence. So I'm like, what, master of none? But you know what? When I look back, because I hyper fixated on things, I was actually good at what I did. I created my own makeup artistry business. I'd be booked out for two years in advance. I used to do weddings. I was actually really good at that. And that's it. Like 
as much as it's so frustrating to have all of these symptoms of ADHD and you feel like for me, to be completely honest with you, and this is me being really, really honest, I don't feel like I really spoke about me having ADD online or anything like that because for me, I always associated that part of me as being stupid. And I know I'm not stupid and I know people with ADHD aren't stupid, but I just felt like that because I used to just be so angry at myself. I'm like, Steph, just pay attention. Just, you know, why you forget everything? Why are you losing your keys every two seconds? Like, it is so hard to explain to someone that doesn't have it. But I know any of you right now listening that has these things, you are nodding and you're just understanding the actual frustration that you get. And the thing with ADHD too is if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. And this also includes like really important tasks. Like you'll have something that's so important and you can forget it like that in a second. And you're really going to learn why I do what I do now and why I love organization and why I started a planner company. I think you're going to start to understand the puzzle pieces coming together. Now, as I got older, I did a million different careers. And then I felt like with motherhood, especially, these symptoms just got worse. I was like, what the hell? I did not understand. I just felt like I was getting worse and worse and worse as I got older. To be completely honest, before I got re-diagnosed recently, I was actually really concerned I was getting Alzheimer's. And I'm not joking. My nan, God bless her, um, miss her so much. She had Alzheimer's. And I honestly, the way I'm so forgetful was really concerning. And it's something I'm still working on. But that was one of the main things that made me go get retested. Before I move on to that, you guys all know about my struggles with alcohol. And I had always thought I drank because of my anxiety, which is true. But the stats on ADHD and alcohol dependence is insane. So there was a study done in 2011. The American Journal of Psychiatry found that adults with ADHD are three times more likely to suffer from substance use disorders compared to those without the condition. This is not me saying everyone with ADHD turns to alcohol, but for me, it was the only thing that stopped the hyperactivity in my brain. So to give you an example, like a, I can't explain to you how busy the mind of someone with ADHD is. Well, mine is. It is so incredibly busy. And I thought everyone was like that. And it makes sense because when I'm in a shopping center and there's a lot of noise or the kids are yelling and then Ryan's trying to talk to me, I honestly go straight into a state of panic. Like My heart starts racing. It's too much. Like I can't deal with it. And it just makes so much sense because I used to just drink so, so much in my early 20s and my teens is because it was the only thing that stopped all the noise in my head. It was the only thing that stopped it. It also gives us that hit of dopamine, which unfortunately people with ADHD, we don't have a lot of it. So we're always seeking dopamine. That's why we're like, we hyperfixate on things, we're obsessed with it. It gives us dopamine and then we move along. So that was something that was really a big struggle in my life. I used to drink God, th like Thursdays to Sunday nights, like a lot. And then as I got older, it just got worse and worse and I would end up drinking most days. Um, I was still high functioning, but I was drinking just to stop the noise and the chaos. And then again, as I said, I fast forward, I had children and I just, everything got worse. Everything just was this amplified by a hundred and I didn't think I could get any worse. And I also put that down to, you know, I honestly thought I had baby brain for the last seven years. And then I came across some TikToks. And these TikToks just explained everything that I was doing and feeling and just my life in general. You know, the forgetfulness, the hyperfixation, the lack of time management. So I literally will think a task will take me 10 minutes and it takes me an hour. And I do that all the time. I'm always late. 
just all those things. And I, it just clicked for me. And I was like, wait a minute, I've got ADD. And now they're saying it's all an umbrella term. So I was like, I need to go and get checked. And another reason too, that so many adult women are now coming out and being diagnosed is because a lot of the symptoms that ADHD causes, that's like bad memory, et cetera, and the coexisting conditions that can come with it too, which is things like anxiety disorders, depression, things like that. Not saying everyone with ADHD gets those, but they are very coexisting. A lot of doctors would put that down to hormones. You know what I mean? Like when you're having a baby and you're going through all these things, which is fair, you can get postnatal depression, which is what I got. A lot of doctors are happy to say, you know, you've got hormonal issues or whatever. Whereas with young boys and men, they're very, very steady with their hormones. Bloody lucky bastards, you tell me. The other thing that also got me thinking was one of my team members, Sarah. So her son has ADHD and everything she was saying about him and just like the things that they can do for them now too, I, I was just like, I need, I just need to get this done. You know, I've been treated for my anxiety over the last, like my whole life, but I had been on anxiety meds for the last 12 years and I never felt like they fully worked. I just took them because it did help a little bit, but I never felt like I, it was what I needed, but I just took them anyway. So after TikTok and seeing Sarah's son and all the things, and of course, with what I do for work, I have a lot of conversations with staff and I have the kids and it was getting to a point where I would literally have a conversation with a staff member within a two seconds, it was gone. And it was really impacting my work. You know, I didn't want my staff, my team to think that I was like not listening to them. And even Ryan, like he would come and tell me things that I just forget. And I was forgetting really important shit, really important stuff. And I was late for things and it was just getting worse and worse. And I was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm done. So I went and I got a referral. So I'm going to walk you through kind of what it's like to be diagnosed and things like that. And there is quite a big weight on being diagnosed with ADHD. I luckily found a really good psychology and psychiatrist unit in Queensland. So it was all via Zoom and they were just incredible because it was quicker. And I was just literally at the point where I was like, I just need the noise to stop. I need the chaos to stop. And you guys know my story of why I love organization. I started organizing because my brain was so chaotic and my upbringing was so chaotic that I had realized that by controlling, you know, my physical space, it also had a huge effect on my mental space. And why I love planners because I literally would forget things and having that mental load of trying to remember things when you're already not good with memory, it was just like the biggest game changer. So I went on to create my own planners that made sense to me. And then it just made sense for so many people. And it's insane how many people, when I came out online and I finally said I had ADHD, they're like, I knew it. I knew you had it. And this is why I understand what you preach and the tips I give you guys. And like the way I lay out my planners is because it makes sense for people, especially when your minds are so busy and you need things to be broken down and really simplified. Because the other planners and things out there were just too much, too, too much. And as I'm going to go through the rest of this episode... Things are really going to click for you guys as to why I preach what I preach and I share what I share because it literally is things that help me as someone with ADHD and then just as people who are overwhelmed in general. Like these tips I want to give you later in this episode for people who have ADHD, but also for people who are overwhelmed is going to change your life. And they're things that you've heard before, but it's just honestly such important information. All right. So got a referral, got into these people had to wait a few months. And then basically what I had to do was a four-hour assessment. <laughs> it was like cognitive. It was about memory. It was about all these things. I literally felt like I was back at school. 
And if you're someone with ADHD, you know how hard it is to sit still for like that amount of time. I'm someone, I, as you guys know, I can't even bloody sit down on the couch to watch TV. I haven't watched a TV show in so long. I physically can't switch off. I can't sit down. I can't relax. And we all know why. So did the four-hour assessment. I was actually shocked at how bad my memory was. Like I knew I was bad. So they'd do different tests. There was like drawings. There was memory games all these different things. And they take that away along with these certain questions you get asked about your life. And they also ring people that they know. So they rang like Ryan and things like that and just talk to him about what I'm like and things like that. Um, And they also asked about obviously my past diagnosis of ADD. Now, obviously my results came back as the combined type of ADHD. So I've got hyperactivity. I've also got the inability to focus. Um, I don't do things in halves, do I, people? And obviously as well, um, I was also diagnosed with health anxiety and there's like a long, long past reason of why that is, but that's basically what it came back as. From there, I went and saw my psychiatrist and we started talking about treatments. Now with ADHD, I'm not going to sit here and tell you this is what you need to do. Like with anything, everyone works differently and they want different treatments and everyone just needs different things. For me, I had decided I just, especially right now with my businesses and my life and how bad it was getting, I really wanted to talk about treatment. But during that phone call with that psychiatrist, I had never felt so validated in my life, honestly, even down to why it had gotten worse as I've gotten older, which he says, and science, like with ADHD, symptoms get worse with hormonal changes. So things like after children. And especially also when when you're going through menopause and things like that. So that's why it gets worse. If you've been following along this journey, you'll know how much organization has changed my life. I was and still am a hot mess. And honestly, without my planner by my side, nothing would get done. I spent years creating these planners. They have sections for monthly reflections, intention setting, resets, challenges, meal planning, cleaning schedules, budgeting, and my secret page to make sure you can balance it all. As a thank you for listening to my podcast, I want to give you your own exclusive discount code, STEFFINGUP, for 15% off any products over at Steph Pace Planners. So if you're ready to take back control of your life and get on top of your to-do list, head to stephpaceplanners.com.au and use the code STEFFINGUP for your discount today. Now let's get back to the episode. And also the week before my period, I get really, really down, like very down. And I didn't know why. And he literally told me is, again, because of my hormones, I felt so seen. I felt so, so seen, even down to like my sleep issues, which I didn't actually think was ADHD, but he's like just everything just clicked for me. And I was so excited to get this sorted. So as I said, I had started talking about treatment options with him. So yes, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're like, this is all me, please go to your doctor, go get a referral and then get tested. Don't be scared to kind of look around at different places because there's huge wait lists. So don't be scared to, to shop around. But yeah, as I said, I had gotten to this place where with my work and everything, I just, I couldn't do it anymore, especially just not being able to remember conversations with my team. Like that's not good. So we had started the process of looking at ADHD medication. again. Just because I'm doing it doesn't mean that you should. Everyone is different. And I'm going to go through some natural ways that we can really help you as well. There's also a lot of supplements, but I'm not going to be on here giving you guys bloody supplement advice, but you can talk to them about natural ways to treat it and you can go down that route first. And obviously, if you're a parent, the same thing goes for your child. Like do what's best for you guys. Like there's no cookie cutter way. Everyone is different. Like some people 
for example, will go on one medication and it works well for them and it doesn't work for the next person. So I have been on, I think I'm on my second type of ADHD medication at the moment. And when I tell you, and I'm not, again, I'm not trying to promote medication, but this is just my experience. When I tell you the one I took, my brain just went quiet and I could choose what I thought about, which sounds insane, but unless you have it, you don't get it. Like I could actually just decide what to think about one thing at a time. And I actually cried because I was just like, this whole time, my whole life, my brain has just felt like it's just so, like it's punishing me. It's just so intense and hyperactive and so much happening. And then I took a medication and it just went quiet. And I was like, oh my goodness. And it just, that day I noticed, because I always would have anxiety 24-7, like all the time. I noticed like my chest didn't feel tight that day and it always feels tight. I noticed I wasn't shaking. All these things, it just was gone. Now, I don't know if I'll be on medication for the rest of my life. Like, God, if I can find some really good supplements and things like that, which I'm going to look into, I will do that. But honestly, that was just like the confirmation I needed. So that is a bit of my history with my ADHD and my experience with it and my anxiety. And this whole time I had realized I was being treated for my anxiety instead of the root cause of what was causing my anxiety, which is the ADHD. It was like, we're treating the wrong thing, if that makes sense. So I got off my anxiety meds and now I'm just on my ADHD medication. I'm still seeing what's good and things like that. Again, it's very new for me. But even just being able to speak to a psychiatrist and feeling validated was just life-changing. Now, you may be asking, okay, so, so what am I meant to do? I think I've got ADHD or I'm someone who's very overwhelmed or I know someone that has it. What can they do to help themselves? Now, before I get into that, I want to quickly just highlight the fact that ADHD people have superpowers. Yes, we have a lot of other things going on, but there is things that we do that make us very successful in other areas of our life. Some of the world's biggest CEOs and performers and things and that and artists all have ADHD, like literally, because we have the ability to hyper-focus. Like I said, we will hyper-focus on things until we're good at them and things that we're passionate about. And we also think outside the box. We're very creative and it can make us very good problem solvers. So just remember that. So if you're feeling really deflated, just remember there is always pros as well. All right. So we're going to get into the tips for those who have ADHD or you feel like you have it just to get you started. And again, this is great for people who are just chronically overwhelmed as well. Now, the things I want to go through, you're going to also get light bulb moments because these are the things that I literally preach, but I'm going to say them anyway. And this is all shown by science and things like that. And this is what doctors say as well. So your girl Steph is onto something. So the first thing is establishing a regular routine and really sticking to it as much as possible. Now, doing this really helps our brain also prioritize because we're not good at that and it helps us create a structure so we're not forgetting things. Now, a great thing which I always preach is creating a routine for chores. So having set rooms of the house or set chores that are broken down into bite-sized tasks on certain days of the week because a major trait of being having ADHD is being very messy. Big thing with this, again, because we need that dopamine hit, we need something to get us going and stop us from getting distracted, is using a timer to do chores and tasks. You guys have heard me talk about this before. Put on a timer. If you don't feel like doing something, put on a bloody timer. It will change it. It makes it more interesting for you, makes you competitive. And of course, with all of these things, using lots of alarms and reminders is your best friend. I literally have so many alarms. And even my team, if they're scheduling meetings for me, they will deliberately schedule it half an hour early because then I'm going to be late. So any appointments you have, 
make it earlier than what you think it is. You're going to forget that you've done it and then you're going to end up there right on time. The next thing, of course, is using a planner and a to-do list and writing things down using your calendars because if you are not going to write it down, you're not going to remember it and that's why your life gets chaotic. And then following that is breaking down larger tasks, like I said, into bite-sized pieces, making sure you're using your to-do list correctly. As I've said in last episodes, being really specific. Don't say clean house. Literally write wipe kitchen bench, put dishes away, like really break it down. And also when you do those small tasks, you get to tick it off, which also gives you dopamine. So it's like a double bonus. A really great one is having an exercise routine because exercise, again, as I said, has been life-changing for me. It helps me with my attention. It helps me throughout the day having more energy and it helps me with my anxiety and like the other symptoms that I suffer. And that is because it increases the availability of dopamine in the brain, which is at its lowest levels for people with ADHD. So exercising is very important. Now, these tips I'm going to quickly go into is for when you're at work. So you know, really, oh, actually, this one's not for work, but in general, limiting your screen time because our phones, again, are addictive. They give us dopamine and that's going to really wreck our attention even more. And that is just not good for us. It's not. So be really mindful with your phone and technology. Turn off notifications when you're at work or when you're trying to focus because we're going to get distracted. And one I love doing is using noise cancelling headphones. There's a reason why I bought those big Apple ones that look like you're from space and it really helps, honestly. And for me, again, I get really overwhelmed by noise. And if I'm in a really bad state, if the kids are going crazy. I put them on. I put them on and then it's so much better. So using things like that and also at work, maintaining a clean desk because messy space will lead to a messier mind and that's going to make you feel even more overwhelmed. Now, I know this was a lot of information and for many of you, I know you're going to resonate. It is really a huge thing happening at the moment. And again, it's not a fad. It's just because literally, and they've even put this on studies saying there's been an increased awareness and understanding of ADHD among professionals. There's an improvement in procedures to recognize this condition in adults as they always only thought it was in children. And now they're realizing it is in adults and also realizing how different it shows up for women. It's been the huge breakthrough. And then again, it's gotten out on social media And yes, I'm sure there is people out there that have been misdiagnosed, but that's why it's just really important to know your history, know what you're like. And I feel like if you know it in your gut, like you just know. So there's just so much for you guys to take away from this episode. Really have a think about it and don't be scared to talk to support people. Talk to your family about it. Maybe ask, how was I as a child? What was I like? And then you can start to put the puzzle pieces together. And if not for you, for the people you love, even, you know, watching your children. At the end of the day, we don't need to struggle. We really don't. And I know how debilitating it can be when you just feel like you just can't function as a normal human. And there's just so much help out there now. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you have any questions about my ADHD story and my journey, please just let me know. Send me a message or send me an email and I will be sure to do that. I am really wanting to get some ADHD and just more experts on the podcast. That's the goal for the rest of the year. So if you know of anyone or if there's anyone that you would love to see on the podcast, please let me know. would love to have some guest recommendations and things like that. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today's episode of Stepping Up. I don't want this to be just another podcast you listen to, get inspiration, and then you don't take action. 
If there's been something in this episode that will help you step up into the best version of yourself, open up your notes app or your trusty planner and make a plan. And if you love listening to today's episode, please take a screenshot and show me where you're listening from. I absolutely love seeing it. Make sure you tag Stepping Up and Just Another Mummy Blog and make sure you subscribe because you won't want to miss what's coming up next week.